Hey, it's your girl Jujubee. Welcome to my podcast where we talk about anything and everything. Make sure to follow me on my social media, Instagram, JBSU18, Snapchat, JBSU, and Twitter, at Perfect Flute. Now let's get started. Hey guys, it's your girl GGB here, and we also have Lenwood Storm with us here again for What's this up? podcast. <laughs> so for this podcast, we're talking about female empowerment in films. So what are some good films for you? Oh, that is a good question as far as female empowerment. Um, first that comes to mind is Freeway, of course. Wonderful film. Mm-hmm. The Villainous... Long Kiss Goodnight. Hmm. I know a lot of people put Nikita on the list, but... I mean, that was a good film, though. It's a good film, but there are better. Um, yeah, should have had my IMDB list pulled up. It's okay. So, before we get any further into this, what does female empowerment mean to you? Being able to hold your own. <laughs> I mean, it's, so it's really do, that simple. Okay, so how do you think that shows in these films? It depends on which films you're talking about. Okay, so we just recently, guys, we watched Red, Red Sparrow. So, personally, like, for that film, I didn't necessarily like it, but it wasn't all right for film. that film particularly. What do you think? Yeah, what do you think? How is um, it shown in that film? Of course, you have a whole bunch of spies using sex as a weapon. It's not really an original premise. It was done before mm-hmm. in uh, Naked Weapon yeah. and a few other foreign movies. But um, I thought it was handled very well. Um, I, I recognize that. I feel it was like the more... torture scenes. The torture scenes were pretty executed well. Like for me, I felt like they were pretty good. I mean, there wasn't, yeah, there was a lot of, it wasn't like, I mean, it wasn't gruesome, you know, it was standard for me. No, super, yeah, but I thought it was decent. I I first showing female empowerment, like first, you know, um, handling being tortured. Like if you guys haven't seen the movie, I'm sorry that we're spoiling some of the parts in it, but, um, her, you know, being hit with wand like really really hard back of the head and the face um i mean james bond she wouldn't tell whacked so (laughs) okay you don't don't remember that movie yeah with the the rope whoop-de-doo like i said it's it's it was (laughs) it was an okay movie the torture scenes wasn't that the, the the torture scenes weren't that spectacular. No. Um, I, I really no, but it, it the, showed the female empowerment. What I really loved about the film was the atmosphere, the uh, the the musical compositions, um, mm-hmm. the way she she kind of outsmarted everyone, and it wasn't no Atomic Blonde. I'm gonna just say that, but it was no, a decent movie. About- I thought it was a decent movie. It can never top that. It can never top Atomic Blonde because Atomic Blonde to me was not predictable, whereas Red Sparrow was. Are you kidding me? Just it because I've seen a lot of. I 
she had something to do with it. Especially but if the you way know the that history it was behind the wall, shown, and, like it was predictable. But it was a good movie. Yeah, but for me, I didn't know the history. I was seeing it for the very first time. You know, it just for me, like I honestly thought that it was really good. Uh-huh. That it wasn't as predictable. Um, but that's just because I don't know the history. For you, you did. So that's different. Yeah. But for Red Sparrow, it was just too off. Because I've just seen too many spy movies. Uh-huh. These movies just keep thinking about, like, there's always going to be a double agent. There's just a supposed mole that they have to find. I mean, there was a double agent in uh, Atomic Blonde, too. Yeah, I know. Yeah, there was two of them. She was the main one. Sexy young thing but... from uh, Kingsman. Sophia yeah. Butella, I believe. He's going to say everything about any woman that he I mean, finds I, a track. Sophia, yeah, Sophia <laughs> Botella. She is a, like, let's talk about female empowerment. She is rising up the ranks. Um, I haven't seen The Mummy, but she did a great job in Kingsman, The Secret Service. Recently, I saw Hotel Artemis. Now, this is going to play into the whole female empowerment thing. She did a wonderful job. She was like this kind of assassin who worked for a company and she, she there was one scene spoiler alert where she's talking to the main character or rather one of the main characters but it felt like he was the main character the black dude and he she she's like she, she was um she was hired to get up close to a target and slit his throat while the client mm-hmm. masturbated and I, I i'm guessing there was this kind of eye camera that she had but, uh, right, yeah, she was a dope character, and the actress deserved a lot better. Everybody in that movie deserved a lot better it was It was so underwhelming that it was ridiculous. Mhm, let's see what's another film um there's even in um like animation, there's some films as well, like Mulan. Um, that's a good one. I'm sure a lot of people have seen that movie. They better. Yeah. <laughs> I grew up with that film, and there's just so many jokes in it that I see now, but I didn't see then. Um, you know, towards women and their roles and supposed roles in life, you know. <clears throat> but... There's Thelma and Louise. That's a good one, too. Um, I have not seen that movie. Really? Okay. And Hidden Hidden Figures I haven't seen yet. But it's on the list. But you know what? When we talk about female empowerment, it doesn't always have to be a movie about a woman who's kicking ass. She can just be a regular woman and see whole town That's the thing. Um, Right. But that's... That's the thing I was about to bring up is that these films are really, really good. It does not have to be just about that. There's this list of cliched roles that people say they want to eliminate for certain films, like the long-suffering wife, whereas the wife is tired of the husband and takes the kids and runs and all this stuff, like most like Lifetime films, um, a sexual conquest to help get his mojo back. So, like, the Manic Pixie Dream Girl, um, how Stella got her groove back with Angela Bassett and Tay Diggs. 
Um, that's Natalie. Port- Let's see. Natalie Portman's Shins, Listening, Weirdo Sam, seeing Garden State. So the um, 27 is another example of that area. The Cold Careerist, where, um, oh no, 27 Dresses relates to the Cold Careerist, my bad. Where, you know, she was um, obsessed with love and marriage. And so she saved all of the uh, bridesmaids' dresses until. She was going to get married. I don't know if you've ever seen that film All or not. All of those films sound boring. Yeah, that's this list is to get rid of the cliche. Um, I mean, the rape, they, they, they the rape victim, boring. the rape victim who inspires action. Because there's just too many films out there. Um, the plucky girl child who helps a man find his purpose. Uh, those are the cliched topics, and those really are a lot of we're talking about spy films and stuff but those specifically are the ones that people are like oh I want to go see but really a lot of people are they want to get rid of those it's too overdone but I think it's how you execute it I think you take one of those topics and really make a good film out of it not just duplicate from another film or copy from another film. You or, know, um, you know, gender swap uh, the cast yeah. of characters. Like uh, the new Ghostbusters movie. Or rather, the recent Ghostbusters movie. Oh my god, that was so... That was terrible with the women. I'm sorry, guys. I, I know, I understand that. Female like, comedians are just not are funny. Like, yes! <laughs> Shut up. No, it's they not aren't. that. They, they, they really of, aren't. There's a lot of... There's a lot of comedians that are who are females like but it's just besides Wanda Sykes Wanda Sykes is hilarious good. but everybody else nah yes she is well there's Ellen DeGeneres she's you pretty think she's funny. funny I mean she's amusing but I, think I, she's I don't funny. think she's funny I guess white woman humor <laughs> yeah wow okay alright so I mean let's, let's be honest there um, is there is a different type of humor when it comes to cultures and you know, like White people have their own brand of humor. That's not particularly funny. I'm just going to put that out there. Okay. All right. Um, But anyways, there's um, Tina Fey. I thought she was serious. She works really well with Steve Carell. Um. Is another one. I feel like Roseanne Barr is funny no, she when she was doing the her no, show for Roseanne, no, not outside of that realm. Um, Sarah Silverman is funny. I'll, I'll give her yeah. that one. Yeah. But Roseanne, yeah. Yeah, nah, nah. I tried getting through an episode of Roseanne. It was Margaret uh, Cho though. Mar- I was like, is that her? Margaret Cho. She's hilarious too. Um, Let's see another one. Betty White. <laughs> so yeah, Kristen Shaw. Um, I honestly, I feel like there's certain things that Rebel Wilson said and like Pitch Perfect and stuff that were funny, but I don't think she's a funny comedian at all. I mean, she's funny to look at, you know. 
Like, she, she's oh like a, a female Kevin James. Well, I take that back. Kevin James is hilarious. Like, he's talented. Rebel Wilson. Lonnie she's, Love. She's, I love, I love Lonnie Love. Like, she's what's, hilarious. Amy Schumer is one of the new cats out there as far as female comedians. And I don't find her funny. I, um, I don't find her funny just funny like I don't find all. Kevin Hart funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's going to offend a lot of people. <laughs> Anna Ferris. She's wait, wait, wait. I'm going to offend hilarious. a lot of people by saying that Kevin Hart's not... He's not funny. What he's makes funny. what makes him funny? <laughs> well, seriously, what makes him funny? Just, oh my, there's, so a lot his of self-deprecating humor is not even funny. All right? <laughs> okay. His movies aren't funny. No, nah, but that's... Look, I res- <laughs> look, yo, I respect the man's hustle. I res- I'm not to get off topic. But I respect but the man's hustle. Dwayne Johnson he's isn't not... that funny. Dwayne Johnson is that funny. He's I Dwayne Johnson is a Dwayne lovable Johnson. giant. All right, like yes, Dwayne Johnson so puts like out good movies. Better okay? as a mean person. No, no, no. Because he's he's great at whatever he. Have you seen Faster? Yeah, but like to see like Tooth Fairy and stuff. Like for me, I just wasn't. Oh, that was one like movie. movie. Jason Statham did that. Uh, what was that movie? Jason Statham. Kids. I think he was like a babysitter or something. Uh, I. It's the movie is. Uh, I cannot find the movie. I hope they did not scrub the movie from the internet. I don't know. It's it's like it's like this. Uh, no, I'm not thinking about Jason Statham. I'm thinking about Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel was the one where he's like this. Oh, uh, pacifier. Pacifier, yeah. The pacifier. Because um, I don't. Why am I? I don't know why I brought up Jason Statham. Because Jason Statham is the one who. Like I, I can't see him doing a kids movie after doing Crank and Crank Two. So yeah, it's Vin Diesel, the I pacifier. Yeah. But again, I can give The Rock and that was and cute. The pacifier. Yeah, I yeah, thought the pacifier I mean, it was, was a, cute, a film. cute movie. But like I said, The Rock. What's that movie with he finds out he has a daughter? That was a great game film. plan. Game yeah. plan was a great, great film. Yeah, game plan. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty good. But uh, I'm just saying, I I feel like he he does better as like a a badass for me. Yeah. Less of a comedian, more of a badass. But you, you, you still haven't seen uh, what's that Michael Bay film? Uh, because I'm, I'm sorry, the dude can do comedy. Um, Tiffany Haddish can do comedy. I think she's hilarious. Rock. That's just it had Mark Wahlberg in it. Uh, Pain and Gain. That's a crime film comedy that The Rock is in. He plays like this stupid huge guy and he was hilarious in it. We're gonna have to watch that movie but yeah. Um, Back on topic though to female empowerment before you started going off. Um, I think what a lot of people don't like is they think they can take a female character and just write write her as a male. Male character. Because obviously a female character can't go toe-to-toe with a man. 
without having some sort of uh, some sort of tactic. Mm-hmm. Take for instance Gina Carano in Haywire. All right, that she was badass in that movie. Like <laughs> y'all talk about y'all talk about the the, the martial art moves in John Wick. Gina Carano yeah. brought that to the forefront yeah. first. All right, Gina Carano was the one who did the long takes and the takedowns, and so yeah, that's that's another good that's another good movie. Um, I would even put Gone Girl as an example of female empowerment. Even though I hate the character, you even though I hate the character, I couldn't help, I couldn't help but be amazed by her, by her wittiness. And her her determination and which to one? be just and Kill Bill, you know Gone oh. Girl, and Kill Bill. No, oh, Gone you're Girl. still talking about. I'm Gone talking Girl. about Gone Girl. Oh, okay. I mean, Kill Bill is another I'm one. Talking about Kill Bill. Kill Bill is another one, but yeah. the more I watch it, the more it just comes across as a it's a your your average revenge film, you know. Yeah, it is. Like it's it's a good it's a good movie. But it's different. I mean. If you've seen samurai films, <laughs> like especially if you've seen the movie that Kill Bill was based off of, uh, Lady Snowblood, which yeah, it's a foreign film. I'm not sure if you know about that, but Lady Snowblood and Kill Bill have very similar plots. Why? Because Kill Bill was based off of, well, rather heavily influenced by Lady Snowblood. You know, in Lady Snowblood, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that. I forgot who exactly dies, but I think it's maybe her husband or whatever. And um, you know, mm-hmm. she goes on, she she goes on a rampage, you know, vengeance and all that. So it it really depends hmm. on what you're exposed to and what you're used to. So that's why when people bring up Kill Bill, Kill Bill, you know, great great movie, uh, female empowerment, this that, yeah, sore, but take a look at the influences you know right i just that one movie with holly berry kidnap it was supposed to represent you know female empowerment because it's a mom that's going up i didn't kid, even see that it. movie it looked horrible but that i it was not the best movie i am so sorry if everyone loves holly berry i love her to pieces but that film was just honestly terrible. she's not even that good of an actress Sorry yeah, to break is. your heart, dear. No, she's not. Yes, she is. She's amazing. There's this movie How? that she's in. If I, she couldn't even say Catwoman, even it. though that that wasn't her fault. But I'm, I'm sorry. Halle Berry is not that good of an actress. She's overhyped. I'm sorry. All right. She's no Viola Davis. But there's this movie that she's in that I really like. It was um, Gothica. And she's in it, and it's it's a really good movie. I thought it was a, a great twist. I'm not going to ruin it for because It was an amazing movie. I thought she played an excellent, uh, like, cause she's like a psychiatrist, uh, and then she becomes a patient herself. So it, it's it's a thriller for sure. But, I, I mean, it's pretty cool in some ways. I, huh? I just don't believe her when, she, when she's acting. I'm sorry. 
Like I said, I she ain't no Viola Davis. Even in Suicide Squad, Viola Davis, like I said, we're talking about female empowerment here. Mm-hmm. Viola Davis killed it as Amanda Waller. So if you're familiar with the comic books and the, the, the DC animated universe um, cartoon, the Justice League and Justice League Unlimited, Amanda Waller is this very threatening, she has a very threatening presence. She's like, she controls everything she she has plans for everything she manipulates everybody i think um, she she's an amazing actress because if you watch how to get away with murder just the stuff that like the you can really believe her character the way that she interprets it I, but i also feel like for people who can do that so well does it affect their psyche in a way like do they eventually become that character I'm looking at Heath Ledger. Car- well, yeah, but look at Carrie Washington. Um, the writer actually had a problem with her halftime because she became a diva, um, like the way her character is portrayed. And so they had to like take a step back for a little bit before they started another season. I can't remember which one it was, but they had to take a step back because of that, which is interesting. But I feel like it does get to your head a little bit because you're constantly trying to remind yourself oh we got to switch this on because i think there was a movie um with uh sandra bullock and uh melissa mccarthy there's a couple of films with them in it but they were the cops you know what i'm talking about are you talking about miss congeniality uh, i think it's called the heat no i think i'm talking about heat the, no miss congeniality didn't have melissa mccarthy in it that was just Sandra Bullock okay um called the heat and they behind the scenes they were talking about how Melissa McCarthy is actually the one who's more um obsessive like more OCD and stuff the way that Sandra Bullock character was and and looks is actually more like Melissa Melissa McCarthy's character in real life and so they were like kind of explaining how it was kind of it wasn't um difficult to portray those characters but it's hard to differentiate between their real life versus that character how it was just different like they had to play each other's role but they're such best friends that they just mimicked each other so i mean it's interesting to know that but Uh yeah um i feel like everyone's there's not a direct definition of female empowerment it's basically how you define it yourself um you can even look that up. There's really not a overall definition. It's just it's normally relative to, um, you know, the economic environment, uh, political participation, and girls' education quality. Um, it's normally wrapped around those uh, because, and if you look this up, it's actually um, in most languages. Like, empowerment does not exist. So that's interesting to know. Yeah, just don't... Look, at the end of the day, it takes a great writer to actually portray a female character as truly empowered. Otherwise, you have horrible characters like the ones you're seeing in The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi. Oh my god, Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not going to go on a rant again, but 
like I said, you, you <laughs> so much wrong with the with the Last Jedi, and especially when you take heard, in the fact. Go ahead. I thought yeah, I heard so many things about it. They they try to they try to give you so many female characters and write write the script around them so that they come out the heroes, and it's just like you're you're forcing this onto us without good writing. You know, you have right. Um, I'm not gonna spoil it, but Rose makes stupid decisions that doesn't actually contribute to any arc or character development. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ray is just there. Like, she's not. Uh, is he supposed to be the lead character? She's in a few scenes, you know. Um, but her arc is just bland. Then you have uh, what's that pink-haired chick? chick? I don't even know her name. That's how insignificant she was. Her whole thing was, her whole thing was hiding the. I'm not because I'm trying to not. I'm trying not to spoil it. But her whole thing was hiding this plan of hers that still failed and got everybody killed. Got the majority of the rebels killed. It's just yeah. You won't understand my frustrations until you watch it, but. That's the that movie is the perfect example of female empowerment gone wrong, because it's being forced upon right, the, I, the viewer instead of just uh, writing great characters. Well, go ahead. I just kind of want to say, like, I do enjoy watching movies that have a, a, a powerful female lead, but just because you have a movie that has several women in it does not make it a good movie. Um, I. I agree with you. When they over do sense of anything, like, they're roles that the women are playing are no good. It does, just because you have a lot of women in a film does not make it a good film. And I, I don't like repetitiveness in movies, which is why I get very annoyed when I watch a movie that is, like, advertised to be so different and, um, but my biggest pet peeve in films is predictability. And I use that word a lot because I could, I've watched so many, you know, the lifetime films and all that to know exactly no what's why. going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's mainly for women to watch, but I mean, anyone can watch it. It's just, no, um, no, it's just, just I watched, for women, just for women. I watched it a lot, a lot growing up. And so a lot of the films that are, that I watched, <sighs> sorry, that I watched are um, were very repetitive, so I know what to look for, um, and these. And I just I'm very disappointed. Some of these movies that are coming have the strong female lead role, but like I said before, the Atomic Blonde. I don't think anything can really top that because it just <laughs> it was that good to me. The villain <laughs> to be honest. Top that. I haven't seen that movie yet, but for right now, Atomic Blonde is top dog for me, um, for female lead. But I do agree that anything that Viola Davis is in, I'm going to say it's remarkable, other than that movie with her and Denzel Washington. Um, Wait, are you talking about Fences? Uh, Fences was decent. No, that was a great, Fences Uh, was a great movie. Right. But I'm just saying for I I felt like her character could have done more. I don't Okay, know. her character I, was a strong I, strong mother figure that 
And yes, when she broke yes. down, that just... was that was a powerful moment. Mm-hmm. So yes, he was. I thought it was a she, decent film. Her yes. character was empowered by her attempt to her attempt to keep the family strong, to be that glue. Yeah. I'm just saying, anything that Viola Davis is in, it's remarkable. I just thought that that movie was decent. I. I don't know. Yeah, of course, for me, relate to it. Like it was just decent. Uh huh. We've discussed this before as well. Um, but yeah, well, we're not going to get into she has that. Bad taste in movies. <laughs> no, I don't have bad taste in movies. I'm just, I don't like predictability. That movie was so heartbreaking, like relatable. But go on. So heartbreaking. It's a bit too late to be hmm. upset with you, so go on. <laughs> okay. I thought it was good. I'm not saying it wasn't good at all. I'm just saying it was decent. It was a good film. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, it wasn't like I was expecting it to be, but, yeah, I... It was too slow. Okay, we're going to stop there. <laughs> it was slow. It was very slow. Uh, that's another pet peeve of mine is when a film slow, like Red Sparrow, drag on and on and on. I could not, I couldn't even watch all of it in one night. I really couldn't. We had to switch the film. It was that bad. Um, that's all we're going to say. We just had to switch the film. <laughs> yeah. Shut up. <laughs> How, how did you like the next film? The next, right, film yeah, did ha- the next film, we watched Headshot, and it did have a very strong female character. How, how, did, you, how did you like that character? The what film? Headshot, the one that you put on afterwards. Mm. Were you paying attention to it? Sorry, I got to take a drink of my water. Um... Yeah, I'm sure you do. So how did you like her character? There were two. There were actually two, two very empowered female characters in the movie. I had so I'm trying. One to who was like a love interest to the main character, and the other who was like a, you know, hit girl. Oh. Um. What you weren't paying attention to the movie? <laughs> I was paying attention to certain parts. Like what? Sure. I there was a, just a. Uh-huh. During Uh-huh. Unfortunately, there was a distraction during that film. Yeah. Um wonder what that was. <laughs> I'm not going to get into it. <laughs> You're terrible, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not into a lot of the films that he's into, for one, guys. What do you mean? And you so put the movie on. For me, like, I... Yeah, but I wasn't... I was very into the movie. I, I know you were. It was more of your thing. I know. It but for like me, I... No problem I, with that. I, I, no. I, I just don't watch a lot of, like, the martial arts films and stuff. So, I mean, I'll get used to it, of course, but... For me, it was also getting late, and yeah, 
watched Red Sparrow, not all the way through, but then we kept watching different movies, so me, like, I gotta watch another partial scene to remember what movie we were watching. Uh-huh. I don't, I'm not, I'm, guys, I'm not very good at titles, so for me, I've gotta, like, look it up and all that. Anyways, that will kind of be our discussion of empowerment. I'll I'll just kind of wrap it up. You know, it's how you interpret things. Um, we just discussed how, you know, it. I want to stress the fact that. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> You're ruining us for me. Go ahead, right go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> I'm so distracted by what I want to say. Go um, ahead. Ain't nobody. Just... Be... <laughs> just because we have a bunch of women and. A film does not make it a good one. Um, we stated, we kind of went over some good films of strong female. And anything with Pam Greer in it is film. a great film. And Coffee, Viola Davis. Coffee, Black Mama, um, White Mama, Jackie Brown, Foxy Brown. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just how you guys interpret it. Um, so, uh, that's that. We kind of discussed Red Sparrow, so if you guys have not seen the film yet, sorry, we just spoiled some things. I actually, I did, um, but not a whole lot, so don't worry. The film's boring enough, I'm sure you wouldn't care. Uh, all right, so we're going to wrap that up with uh, that, so peace. <laughs> <laughs>